Welcome to the Keep It Moving Podcast. From an aimless kid to a Navy veteran traveling the world, join Andy and his guests in discussing the before, the during, and the after of military life and more. Here's your host, Andy Lane. The robot voice kicks in again. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Keep It Moving Podcast with Andy Lane. Today, we are bringing back another special guest. You know him all so well, Roman. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Good to be back. Hey, we also have another special guest, buddy of ours that served with us, RJ Cop. He's uh, joining us today. Why don't you introduce yourself there, bud? Hey, appreciate it, Andy. Yeah, so I'm RJ. I serve with these people. I did 10 years. I started off with the CBs in San Diego, where I did security more time overseas. Then I went to the Preble, where I met these fine gentlemen here. If you could say that, I'm not sure. Good old Preble. Good old Preble. Good old Preble. Uh, I did a, a deployment with them. And then for my final four years, they shipped me off to Texas, where I taught Master at Arms to the Air Force and the Navy down here in San Antonio. What does that mean for the people who don't military? That's pretty much we teach law enforcement, weapons handling and deployment, personnel vehicle searches and et cetera or military law enforcement. So all the fun stuff that everybody's like, oh, I want to be a, an MP. I want to be a cop, you know, in the military. I want to be a canine. Like that's that like grouping. Yeah. And I am not a law enforcement myself. I was a gunner's mate for 10 years. So I worked with weapons. Nice. Anything, uh, anything fun, anything that kind of like sticks out in your mind that you're like, dude, I got a chance to do that. Like this was one of the cool things I've ever done. Uh, probably like the iconic one is when we were in UAE, United Arab of Emirates. We had a detachment of Naval Special Warfare from Team 3, and I got to shoot their Barrett 50 cal, so that was pretty exciting. Nice. Nice. That sounds like a good time to me. So you said that you are there, that you were in for 10 years, so that means that you're out now, right? Yep. I got out uh, beginning of 2020, right before COVID started, so. Okay, well. 2020, woo-woo. Woo-woo. Yeah, right. So, wait, you got out during the pandemic, like during the quarantine or just before? I was probably like 20 days before the world freaked out. So I was one of the lucky ones that got out before it. So must be nice. I was going to say all those people that tried to check out when like nobody was coming into work and like all. the No, they got held. Yeah. Yeah. I had to go through uh, TGPS, which is for those who don't know, it's transition goals, plan success, I think it's called something like that. I, th I think they actually changed it to taps now or something like that. Yeah, they keep changing it. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, good. All right. So <laughs> it's a civilian run program. It's multi branch. Like it's not just the Navy. Like there's other branches that have that checkout class. So basically what it is, is they give you information on how to start a savings account, which was hilarious. They tell you about all the things that the enlisted folk can't do and the officers can do like shipping a car. They're like, yeah, we'll ship your car. We'll take care of all that. And they're like, but you have to be an officer. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Why don't you tell us the things that like apply to us? Then they, they teach you about, um, VA medical claims, they kind of touch over that. They go over like the school stuff and they there's workshops that you can attend additional that help you with resume writing and, and all that stuff. So I had to go through that course during COVID, like right during the quarantine when they were like, all right, nobody's doing anything. Nobody's going anywhere. Like you have to do this. Did you do it virtually? I did. Oh, and the worst part about that, there was no like checks and balances, there was no accountability. So you could chime into the class, but at the same time, you could also just watch TV or play computer games all day right. or Twitter your thumbs, you know, you just had to like 
every now and then click like the raise your hand button <laughs> when you like see other people raise their hand. Uh, minimal effort. Got you, got you, got you. Right. Like you didn't have to do anything. So the people that retain the, like any knowledge in there, it's not even a thing. I got to sit through that. It's a week long. It's three days, and then there's like a workshop for like two more days. Yeah, I, I had pretty much the same thing, except I didn't do mine virtual. I did mine in person, and it was like a class of like 75 of us in a cramped room. 75? So, yeah, it was a lot of people. We had like a big auditorium that they put us all in. Yeah. And they went, they went over everything that you're supposed to know, but I really don't think they covered things that you really needed to know to get on the outside. Yeah, that is definitely true the only thing actually that i retained was the reserve stuff was that i needed to call them that's all i got out of that i'm gonna be honest with both of you i'm not even sure if i needed to call the reserve things i didn't do any of that i just said i'm out that was it <laughs> you want me come get me <laughs> yeah we didn't have a, a career counselor so a career counselor is somebody who kind of overlooks the command and makes sure all of their sailors are good and, you know, applying at the right time to re-enlist, re-enlistment bonuses, things like that, reserve transitions, all of that. And uh, we didn't have one. So everybody was just kind of playing a guessing game on like who could do what because nobody had access to... Uh, to see everybody's information yeah like we had no access to it so when we finally got an nc it was like a uh, naval career counselor when we finally got an nc i was like yeah i'm thinking about doing the reserves and he goes oh okay cool and then uh he sent me an email like a day later and he goes yeah this is your last month to apply before you can't apply anymore nice and then you have to go through a reserve recruiter and do the whole process all over again to rejoin i was like what what do you mean he goes well, you have up to your four month mark and then you have to go through a reserve recruiter. I'm like, nobody has ever said that to me. Like 12 years. That just baffles me. Like the lack of communication from like important topics and subjects where you're like, yeah, I probably should have known that. Yeah, this is kind of decide the rest of my life on the outside. I kind of need to know this information. Yeah, but that's not how it works. And you guys both know that. Yeah. If you're getting out and anybody knows you're getting out, you don't really get a lot of help. As much as a lot of it's, you know, people, I think people, you know, a little salty that you're leaving. The truth is there's not a lot of people that know what's on the other side. <laughs> no. And one of the biggest things, which I wish someone would have told me, because everyone's just like, oh, just file a VA claim. Well, that takes time. And one of the biggest shocks to me was I didn't know how expensive health insurance was on the outside. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was a huge wake up call. So pretty much. I did 10 years. I joined when I was 19. And then I had to learn how to be an adult all over again from a civilian's perspective now. Yeah, pretty much, right? It's just like you were on pause from high school until you got out. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. So the company that I work for offers like full coverage. They offer like different healthcare plans. And I'm going through and I'm like, oh, $235. That's not bad. You know, for me and my son, that's not too bad. And then I like read further down. And it's like $235 a paycheck. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> and that's cheap. Yeah. That, and I'm surprised. And so I re-enlisted in the reserves and everything like that. And even after everything that I had been through, my reserve people like kept sending me like secured emails to my personal email. And I'm like, cool, I can't read these. And I, I emailed them back. I'm like, hey, man, like my transition guy. I'm like, I can't read these. Can you send me a non-encrypted email so that I can figure out like my next step? And I never got a response. And finally, I, I like saw somebody else's name in the email. I emailed her. I'm like, hey, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. 
but I can't read these emails. I don't know what my next step is, what I'm supposed to be doing. This is um, right after I started terminal leave. So like my end of contract was December 19th. I started my civilian job October 25th. So like I had just gotten there, started the job, trying to get this reserve stuff figured out. So she emails me back and she's like, hey, we need a re-enlistment contract. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, you have to re-enlist into the reserves. And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, that's good information to have, you know. So she set everything up and emailed it all over and, and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, I'm like, have you heard from this guy? And she's like, yeah, he's on leave for two weeks. Oh, 10 out of 10. Perfect. I'm like, okay. So I get one email from him about something. I think it was about like how I'm not going to have medical dental vision for like three months or something like that while I get released from active duty and picked up into the reserves. And the um, next time I tried to contact him, nothing. I tried for like three days. And I finally contacted that other girl again. I'm like, hey, like, what's going on with this? I submitted my reenlistment application. What's going on with that? She goes, oh, he's back on leave for another two weeks. That sounds about right. What? Does he even work? Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm like, what are they doing in Millington? I'm like, come on, guys. I'm like, at least set somebody up before you go on leave, like for success, you know, like be like, hey, man, I'm going on leave. Just reaching out to you just to let you know this is the status of or X, Y, and Z. It's not that hard. So sorry to interrupt, but speaking about the people at friggin' at Millington. So I technically got out of the Navy twice in a year period. So the first time I submitted all my paperwork, stamps of approval, I got medical clearance because I have a lot of medical issues with like heart and back problems. We sent them all up. I'm waiting. I'm on terminal leave here, packing up all my stuff to move back to Tampa. And 12 days, I get a call that says, hey, you need to come into the, our, our office for admin. I was like, well, what's it about? He's like, oh, well, just come in. We're going to tell you when you get here. Oh, that's always a good one. So I drive in the base. The first thing I see is our MA, which is our like acting, our acting NCC that we have there. The master at arms who's pretending to be the career counselor. Right. And she's like, um, you're not going to like this. Take a seat. I was like, no, what is it? She's like, we just got a frag order that says you're extended six months. And I lost it. I was flipping out. I was going crazy. I was like, why? Does it have a reasoning? I want to see the email. I was going on a war page. And two months later, after I'm being held against my will and my contract, apparently there's an admiral in Millington that didn't sign off on my medical record. So they extended me just so I didn't go into like the red taped area. So they made a mistake. Yep. Right. Didn't get it signed. And then instead of like, oh, you know, maybe extending or, or, or anything, like they just extend you without contact, not even talking to your command, nothing, just you're extended, that's that? Yeah, I was on leave and I get a called in. They're like, hey, here's the email, read it. And I was extended for six months. Jesus. Which ended up screwing me on the back end because I already submitted all my paperwork to separate. Right. So when I went to do it again... They're like, oh, we can't find your records all of a sudden. So that's why it took me like 14 months to get compensation on the outside because I friggin' sent emails to like the archive, like, hey, I'm looking for my records, Air Force, Navy records. They're like, yeah, we have them, but you need to submit an official request. So I went back in, I sent another request. And then it takes three months for them to get back to you from the archive. I believe it. Yeah. And I get in the mail. They're like, we have no records from this person and this DOD and this social security number. And I go back to base as a civilian now flipping shit again. Like, where are my records? Did you just burn them when you screwed me? Like, 
Right? Jeez. No, so it was a fun experience. And then going through taps, they're like, oh yeah, just file a claim and six months later, you should have a decision. But no one ever said, like, what happens if you don't? Like, COVID hit. Right. So you go through all your meetings, you go through all your appointments, and then finally, it's like, oh yeah, when the doctor comes and signed off, they'll send you a, a notice on the website on va.gov. And you can track you can track your appeal process. So after months of waiting, I call them up. I was like, oh... Yeah, the doctor forgot to sign it. He was on vacation and he's behind on his paperwork. I was like, who's paying my bills? Like, I got a, I got a bunch of stuff I need to get done here. Right. I got to live my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry that you make tons of money. I don't. And I probably never will. And that's fine. But I just need enough to get by. You know what I mean? Yeah. For food, lodging. <laughs> wow. It was crazy. Orange subscription. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, <laughs> the essentials. I think the essentials. <laughs> all your OnlyFans subscriptions. You're like, they're laughing. Let's go. <laughs> oh man no i totally understand because the va or lhi or, or whoever is scheduling my medical appointments for my disability claim i've done two and i'm supposed to have a third i actually was supposed to have four one was for sleep apnea but i just submitted my sleep test from the like testing area or whatever from when yeah. i was in Maryland. and apparently they took that information and they're just going to use that instead of doing a whole nother sleep test because mine was really bad. Like, I have really bad sleep apnea. It's good. It's good they're taking that one because the VA one's a lot harder to pass, so. It's not a matter of passing. Like, I'm fucked. My whole family, like, except for my mom and my oldest brother, I don't know what it is, if it's genetics. I'm not sure, but my dad has really bad sleep apnea. My middle brother has really bad as well, and me as well. Like, we just, we suck at sleeping, apparently, which is what I love to do, which is crazy. So... I did my first or my first medical appointment where they go through your whole record and they're like, all right, are these all the problems? Like whatever. Then they scheduled my second appointment, which was my mental health one. And I went and talked to them. I did the whole interview for the mental health stuff. And the third one is my optometry one because my eyes got messed up in the while well, it was active duty from being in blue rooms apparently for almost a decade. 18 hours a day, you know? Yeah. No big. <laughs> yeah, no big. <laughs> so uh so they Scheduled the appointment, canceled it because of the snowstorm we had here. Scheduled a second appointment at the same clinic and then randomly canceled it this last Wednesday and then rescheduled it for Valentine's Day at a completely different clinic further into the city. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I live in Long Island. Like, it's kind of far away from the city, like close. It's probably a good like 40 minutes to an hour away. It's a hike. Yeah. You mean to tell me there's no optometrists that support the VA's claims in Long Island? No chance. No chance at all. Like, I work on a military installation. <laughs> like, come on. Speaking of which, that's how I've been tracking all my reserve stuff is my CAC from my civilian job is a DOD CAC. So I'm able to log back in because I have the same credentials to check all my, like, uh, Navy stuff to figure out, like, if I've been released from active duty and picked up by the reserves yet or do any of my, like, humana military and view all of that stuff and i'm like imagine if i was just someone who got a regular job say i worked at old navy there's no way in this world i'd be able to check any of my information out without going to like va.gov or ebenefits or something like that like there's no way i can still log into my training jacket i had to log in to uh ncips which navy service shitty program something <laughs> it's down half the time never works yeah like, <laughs> never works it's and your credentials are never found you're like all right it's here <laughs> so 
I logged in randomly one day to check on something, like to make sure like an award was put in or something. And I had like one of those like little messages in the top left corner that's like, hey, you have a new message. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I get out of the Navy in two days. That's kind of weird. So I click on it. It's my DD-214 for review. Nice. And I'm like, what? Two days? Yep, that sounds about right. I had the same thing happen to me. I'm like, my CAC expires in two days. <laughs> like, if it's not accurate, like, that's not a thing. That's before I realized that I could use my contractor ID to log in. So I bring it up and I'm like, all right, I've heard some horrid stories about people's DD-214s just being like completely massacred. Oh, yeah. I open it up. I had four awards. <laughs> None of them were current awards either. They were like good conduct. And it said I had two sea service deployment ribbon or awards. I'm like, what? International defense and then something else. And I'm like. I just left a command with a Navy comm, a military outstanding volunteer service medal, and an armed forces service medal, and a letter of commendation from the three star there. I'm like, none of those are in there. <laughs> I'm like, what? And I'm like, did you guys even get my, like, my schools in there? And I like went through, and they got that part right, but... There was just so much shit missing. And I'm like, what's your database feed from? Like, what did you look at? And they were like, oh, we went off of a, a submission from my admin from my last command. What? Yeah. Uh, I'm like, what? I'm like, all you had to do was log into my training jacket. The last four awards that I got are right there. And she was like, oh, well, can you tell me like the dates of these? And I, was, I just copied and pasted what was in my training jacket and submitted it into her. And I'm like, here you go. Here's, you know, all the awards. And like, it's still missing stuff, but I was like, after four retries of just submitting the same information to them, I'm like, this is what it is. This is what it is. And they just kept like messing it up. And I'm like, all right, it's close enough. And I just approved it. And that's it. I haven't received it in the mail. It just says approved. And this is member not available for signature. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. It says not available, but like, I was available. Like, why didn't they have me sign this? official document that's going to follow me the rest of my life you know were you in millington no i wasn't but you could have gone yeah i could have gone and i would have gone if it's an important document that's going to follow me for jobs health care you know i i definitely would have took a day or two trip out there to sign it and make sure everything was correct so they could fix it on the spot there right and that was my whole thing was like i submitted the discrepancies and then four days later five days later i was getting these responses with like the response saying i need to review it and it was still incorrect. And I'm like, I, I literally told you in writing verbatim what was supposed to be in there. They still messed it up. Yeah. So, so like I had to submit a change because they gave me like five C deployment ribbons. And I've only been, I deployed with the Preble with you guys. Right. right? How many times? And then I did two expeditionaries with like the CBs as security. So I don't know where they're getting my other four to C deployments from. <laughs> But uh, thank you. Jesus. It says I've done six. <laughs> I've done four. Yeah, that was wrong with mine and my NAMs. I only got a NAM from each command I was ever been at, but I had eight on there. And I was like, unless these are awards that I'm missing that I didn't get, uh, we need to fix this, you know? Like, yeah, something's wrong. Yeah. But when it all comes down to it, like the most important box to me, like I heard like nightmares about it is to make sure it says like honorable discharge because I've heard horror stories about OTHs, which is other than honorable. Yeah. yeah. When people thought they were going to get honorable and it's just like a typo and then it just screws them. Yeah. Yeah. That and the uh, reenlistment code. Apparently that's pretty important. Nope. I didn't care. I said I didn't want to do anything with 
with the military and they gave me an RE4, which means if I want to join in, I have to redo the whole process all over again. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't even look. I know it said eligible for reenlistment, but that was. Nope. They marked me not eligible. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this guy. Get him out of here. <laughs> no, I was done. After being extended, I was at my last wit end. I was done with the military. So, Roman, real quick, you got a, a full DD-214 and everything too, right? Yeah. Okay, so you got that even with... You're on the gold ticket still? Yeah, I'm on a golden ticket. I think it expires here pretty soon. So, would you mind explaining like the long and short of what a golden ticket is? Yeah, yeah, I got you. So, golden ticket was a program invented by Willy Wonka. Ooh, chocolate. Or somebody high up in there. But basically, the program allows anybody who's accepted to it to get out of the military for up to two years and then come back at any time. It's basically just a pause button on your military service. So if I come back in within one year, I get to like pick orders, do everything normally. It's like I never left. And then if I come back within a two-year time frame, I don't get to pick orders, but it's still like I never left. And then at the end of the two years, if I don't come back in, I just get automatically put into the, what is it, the IRR? No, you're- The reserves they never call. Okay, so if you've done eight years of service- You're out. You're no longer in the IRR. Right, yeah. So I just, I think I get put on the, what is it, inactive? Selective service, I think it is. Yeah. You have to like sign up for it before you're 25 or something. I have no idea what you're- Yeah, the selective reserves, whatever. Oh, cell res. Like not active reserve. Yeah, no. We're on the same page. Yeah, I'm not sure. I got like something about that, that in case the world goes to hell again, that like active deploy reserve come up. And then I'm like the last tier to come like teach things or whatever. Someone explained it to me before I got out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm never calling you. Yeah, please don't. We're, we're, going, back, we're going back to war. Call cop. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Call cop. Get out of nah. here, buddy. <laughs> no, cop's good. I'm going to say hunker down in your fucking basement <laughs> and just chill. Just hang out for a little. You got some whiskey? Stay there. Got some whiskey. Got some moonshine. I got my guns. I'm ready to go. Hold up. What kind of moonshine? Yeah, what? We have a guy out here who, when I worked as a DOD contractor, yeah. he's an older gentleman of the Hispanic type, and he was bragging all the time about his moonshine. I was like, you know, I'll take some. For 25 bucks, I got a, a three mason jars of, like, cherry, strawberry, and blueberry. And I'm, I'm not joking you when I say this, like two cups worth and i'm not talking like like a coffee cup mug i'm talking like maybe a little more than a shot each okay and i was ready to go to bed <laughs> like, that was it perfect hey i'm done like you literally use this to remove paint that's how strong it is at this point jeez all right so for comparison hennessy south korea me that potent oh uh, yeah i would say i would say it's potent but you like take your shirt off and run down the street oh yeah definitely okay Definitely. I have to have to be locked to my condo at that point, pretty much. <laughs> what are you, a werewolf? Yeah, what? <laughs> Listen, we don't let the beast out. It stays in. There's no international law here. I will go to jail if I drink too much. That's just how it is. <laughs> That's fair. You sound like a real veteran. <laughs> speaking, about, speaking about being veterans with you guys, do you guys go to any of the... Uh, VFW halls? Yeah. Do you guys go to any of those? I have one one block from my house, and I've been told to go. So have I. I've just never gone before, and it's it's not that I don't want to go. I just feel like every time I imagine it, it's like an older war generation sitting around drinking, and I didn't really do anything that cool when I, when I was in service, I don't think, to be part of that club, you know? Ah, okay. So you're talking like... I see what you're saying. I would say like Vietnam era desert. Storm. Yeah, that's how I imagine it. You know? Okay. 
so I've heard multiple different sides because uh, a couple of gentlemen that I work with were pretty prominent in the uh, military, especially one of the gentlemen was a, a very well-known uh, helicopter pilot. And he's always talking about it. He's a member of one of the chapters uh, out in Long Island, but he's always talking about how it's just it's good to just go in there and just be able to relate to somebody. Like, granted, the three of us, we all serve together. We're all friends. We can talk to each other. Like, you could literally just pick up the phone and call me and be like, hey, man, you got like 10 minutes? Like, that's fine. But like a lot of these dudes, they're like outlet. They're escape or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I get it. I'm working in this like all civilian. Like nobody's been in the military. And it's it's different. Like it's very different. And that outlet is big, you know, because dude, there's like rules like HR. Those don't exist in the military. You know what I mean? Like, no, HR is a fabricated thing in this. Right. Like you just, you talk to each other. The way I've described it in the past is it's not like a boss or like you work for me. It's like, you kind of talk to like each other, like a family. You know what I mean? Like everybody's kind of like, if you get mad at each other, everybody yells at each other, but nobody's really in trouble afterwards. You know what I'm saying? And so in the civilian sector, it's not like that. And I don't know. Everybody's got, for lack of a better term, soft. I, I don't know. It's hard to like watch your behaviors because they don't translate from military into civilian very well. I think specifically speaking on my case, I think I, I kind of lucked out because the two people I share, the two gentlemen that I share uh, an office with, they're in their sixties, you know, one's a retired uh, chief master sergeant from the air force. And the other one is a retired Lieutenant Colonel. So it's like, they understand like they both have, are previously in the military and I work on a military installation. So everybody there is just kind of like, military you know like it's familiar to me right and so like when i talk about things like i constantly have to remember that like i can put my feet up on the desk if i want because it's my desk <laughs> <laughs> like no one's gonna come in and yell at you yeah i've told the story before like i've i'll be sitting at my desk and we're actively working on something and i hear people like mopping or swabbing whatever you want to call it the floor behind me i'm like dude do i get up and help like do i get up or do i sit here and continue working and obviously i just stayed and kept working or whatever because Timelines are a thing and time cards are a thing. That blew me away. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Like knowing that in the military that you're always on the clock pretty much. So you have plenty of time, but out here you have a set amount of time to get it done. And if not, it could affect your pay and your employment was a huge eye opener to me. The dumb shit that we would be told to do just to kill time for presence in the military was unrealistic. And then hold on. Are you telling me? That you don't enjoy grabbing a toothbrush, going up, <laughs> and scrubbing metals. <laughs> What's better than that? Yeah. I was scooping snow off of my car with uh, something other than a shovel the other day. And somebody made the comment, hey, that's pretty stupid. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And they're like, that's probably the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, well, you've clearly never seen me sweep puddles in the rain before. Uh, oh, oh, speak. Yeah. I have to show people pictures of that because they do not believe that we used to wash the ship in the middle of the ocean. Oh, I they're fabricated about that every Sunday. Doesn't matter <laughs> what. Like, hey, today's your day off, but wake up early and wash the ship. <laughs> we got to wash the car, baby. Here we <laughs> But like the thought process behind of why we do that makes sense, right? To get all the salt water off the ship. Like I get it. When you explain the chemistry, it makes sense. But when someone tells you to go sweep water while it's pouring rain, it's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't. I can't. And just the thought, like I've seen pictures and videos of like people still doing it as like punishment. I'm like, you know, it's just going to puddle up again, right? Now you're just wasting time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The amount of time wasted in the military, it's baffling. 
Civilian job, 40 hours, you're out. 41 hours, you're paying me overtime. Oh, we don't work overtime? All right, cool. 40 hours, I'm out. You don't work overtime. That's what my last job had when I was a DOD contractor. Once you hit 40, they told me to get in my car and go home. That was it. They don't pay a lick of extra money. If it's their job that they're using you so much, then it's their fault. It's not yours. Go home. Yeah. I was like, where was this for the last 10 years of my life? This is a wonderful policy right here. That policy doesn't exist, brother. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that like killed me was like the amount of like times you would clean the same spot that you had just cleaned just because there was nothing else to do, but you couldn't go home. Dude, I had my spot. Well, not as much as you guys, because you guys cleaned forever. At all the four. time all the time china knee knockers sweep the peeway high dust stack this ammo in there nope not done right stack it over there yeah it's different i mean andy you just need to get a real job you know are you saying i don't have a real job it didn't no 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 no. in the navy <laughs> that's what i'm saying in port you were just uh what sweeping the peeway or the hangar all the time all the time i painted hanger why because you got time to lean you got time to clean that's why no. oh my god that's the worst thing you're trying to get punched through this telecommunication device i can feel it oh man Dude, that brought back some bad memories all right so the reason that my job specifically as an operations specialist that's you know whatever the reason that my job sucked so much in port was because we didn't have a job our job was to track contacts Help maneuver the ship, control aircraft. Oh, God, a litany of That's other things. true. You guys were kind of everything. But as soon as you get underway, six on, six off. You are working four shifts, or you're working two shifts a day, six-hour blocks. So it's, like, shitty. You know, you're just constantly dead tired. I mean, I've seen both of you underway. Like, it just, it's miserable. Like, the bags under your eyes, the sleep deprivation that you just get fucked with, the fact that, like, you get some meals... And then when they make that dumbass rule and they're like, you can't eat in combat anymore. Why? It's the only time I got a chance to eat is when I'm sitting here doing my job. One thing I wish they would have told us coming in that they don't tell you to going out is like what your job translate to the outside world. Because I definitely would have selected a different job. No shit. Right. For like a career, you know, because as a GM, as a gunner's mate, all I did was clean weapons, shoot them, make sure they were ready, count ammo. And unless you knew what like certificates or what schools you needed to go to, my job literally translates to being a mechanic or an electrician. That's it. Right. And none of that interests me. Wait, hold on. Doesn't it translate to being a fluffer as well? Yeah, it translates to being a fluffer as well. It's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Just always hey, you know knees. the work needs to be done. There it is. <laughs> Built by hard working people. <laughs> Which is not me. I don't know why I got this job in the first place. So. <laughs> like, wait, what happened here? Oh man. All right. So real quick, I'm gonna shift it over a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the GI Bill. What is it called now? Post 9-11 GI Bill. So there's like two of them right now. So there you still have a GI Bill, and then there's also like a different chapter for the post 9-11. One of them, I think, is just better than the other, but one of them works longer for your college dreams or goals that you want to do. So I'm going to use the post 9-11 to do mine because I get, you know, the BAH while going to school. I get the VA also has like a additional post 9-11 once that runs out to continue paying you and to help with job selection. That is called... Um... Yeah, but you understand what I'm talking about, though, right? It's pretty much an extension of it. Yeah, it's an extra 12 months. Yeah, and then the GI Bill, from what I understand, I'm not a real expert on it, is that it's not accepted at most places, and it's a good for a certain amount of months 
and you either use it or you lose it, I'm pretty sure. Are we talking the Montgomery GI Bill? Yeah, I think that's the one, yeah. Okay, the one that costs you $1,200? Yeah, which, by the way, did you guys ever get that money back? Yes. I didn't pay it, but I did the post on 11. Okay, I did, and I thought, like, if you selected both of them, you were supposed to, like, get your money back eventually, and I, I did not, so. Oh, yeah, I got it back, like, pretty quickly after boot camp. Like, well, like, what, a year and a half or something like that? Wow. <laughs> you just got, they don't like you in the movie. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so also, I got my degree in cybersecurity while I was active duty. Nice. And what I did was, well, it took me four years, and there's so many times I wanted to quit, and my ex-wife would be like, just fucking do it. Just suck it up and do it. You're already there. That's what I think I'm going for, either that or network admin, I think, so... That's data analyst or network app. Yeah. So cybersecurity is very specific, and I'm working on my Security Plus uh, certification right now. Actually, my test is at the end of the month. I'm a little nervous. You'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be all right. Chapter 31 is the 12-month extension. Okay, there we go. So I started using my, what's that thing called? TA, before they changed it and bastardized it to where you can't even use it anymore. Like it. Just, oh, yeah. So now you can't use it in your first enlistment. <laughs> Unless you have a, was it a five-year enlistment or a six-year enlistment for your first contract? Because you can't use it for your first three years, and you can't use it if you only have 12 months left. And you can only take like a certain number of classes. Right. Didn't they like limit the number of courses you could take, the number of credits you could take like in a whole? Yeah. So I think personally, what I think they're trying to do is push on like the Navy community college thing as like the primary source of education for people for the junior enlisted. Well, technically it wouldn't be junior enlisted. It would just be people on their second contract their second enlistment. Well, could still be junior. Are you talking about um, NC Pace or whatever? No. So NC Pace is just a college program while you're underway. That's correspondence classes. It's a new Naval Community College. Yeah. They did a brief on it at the Naval Academy when I was there for all the enlisted folks. Yeah, this is this is all new to me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been something in development for like I guess a couple of years. And if you go on, I think Navy Times or military.com, you can kind of read about it, but they'll probably have a lot more information than I do. But there's very select programs that you can go through and it gets you an AA. It does not get you a BABS. And so once you finish that, then you can move on to your, you know, the rest of your undergrad and finish a, a bachelor's program. As you know, the AA or the AS gives you two points on your exam for promotion, but a bachelor's gives you four points. So it's very like, you know, worthwhile just to do an extra 60 credits and just knock it out. So anyway, I'm working on mine using TA. I'm killing it, right? I get to the Naval Academy and like I have downtime there. So I just start like piling classes on and to the point where I'm like, shit, I'm out of TA and like I leave the academy like before I'm able to finish my degree. So I had a, a ETCS, a senior chief electronics technician. He used to be a prior sub guy and uh, he got disqualified for kidney stones. So uh, that was pretty, pretty interesting. I'm like, that's a weird way to get like disqualified from subs. Right. Get his dolphins and everything. He used to be like chief of the boat. Like anyway, that's crazy. Yeah. He did that for like for years. So anyway, this senior chief, he's working on his master's degree. And he was like pushing the master training specialist program. He took it over. We got like pretty much the whole division qualified uh, that was there at the time and just like killed it. Right. And he's just like a hard charger. And he goes, no, like you can just use your GI bill while you're active and finish your degree. He's like, doesn't matter how many classes you take. It's based off of months. He's like, so if you're going to take four classes and you take them all at the same time, you're only using, if they're eight week courses, you're only using two months of your GI bill out of 36 months. And I was like, no shit. 
So I used, uh, I had already uh, rolled over my entire GI build. And so you can go back in after you've done that and move months around. So I just pulled two months back to me, finished my degree, got my bachelor's. And then now my son still has like 34 months of the GI bill to use. But if I ever needed to pull it back for like a certification or something like that, I can just pull like a month. That's great. But yeah, like getting that degree was like, that was the make or break for making E6 because... The points were so close. I had no clue the points mattered. Like, I took the first class exam, which is E6 exam for us in the Navy, like three times. And all three times, I was in like 1.8, 1.3. Like, I didn't know that like education gave you two points if I had, had uh, an AA or something like that. So... Yeah, it definitely. So I made it by fractions of margins, like barely made it off 2.7% or so or whatever it was. And it was literally because of my degree. So it's probably like the one thing that like I regret most about my military service is not taking advantage of the education that they keep telling us. If you got downtime, take a class. That is probably the only thing I regret about serving in the Navy is I didn't do more college. Yeah, that is the most under enforced statement ever. In the military and they need to enforce that more yeah they definitely do because they make it into oh you have some downtime get some school it'll be great it's like hey man you have downtime you need to do school otherwise hey when you get out and you have no valuable marketable skills good luck yeah you know what i mean yeah speaking of marketable like i put every check in the box that i could right bachelor's degree certifications master training specialist certified post-secondary instructor like i put all the checks in the box right maybe six like you know whatever right like try to make myself as marketable as humanly possible did my resume and i started applying for jobs and it was just getting shit on you don't have this certification you don't have this you don't have that i'm like what and then you know you go on linkedin and it's like starting position requires master's degree with 10 years of experience you're like what <laughs> that's a starting position like i don't understand and then like somebody was like yeah that's how they weed people out who like see all that and they're like i don't have that i'm not gonna apply okay well that makes sense but that's a starting position yeah so i think i got a little background on that because that fucked me up a little bit too but it's basically think of it as like their wish list it's like their company's wish if we can have the perfect employee this is what we want okay but not all the time, especially now, you know, with what, what is it? The great resignation or whatever companies are bending on what they require. They just put that there to like probably discourage some people and probably just, you know, Hey, maybe someone's out there who fits this description and wants to join us. Yeah. It just, it blew my mind. It just blew my, I was like, holy shit. It's intimidating. You know, you, you start looking at jobs, you know, like, dude, I'm the solid, well-built oiled machine. And you're like, I don't have the confidence to apply at these jobs. What can you do? Well, I can stay awake for three days straight, you know? Yeah. And hold my eyelids open. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so for both of you, I know Andy's got his degree, but what about you, Roman? Do you have a degree or anything? No, sir. I got a high school diploma. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to go to school. I start next month. So I have a question for you, Andy. So what like skills that we got from the military actually like transferred over into credits? Like I have my MTS. I got a bunch of like instructor stuff like that. Do you know like basic stuff that would transfer over? I do. So when you do your JST, your joint service transcript, mm -hmm. do you have any technical degrees or anything like that? Like uh, I went to WyoTech and got an automotive theory and street rotting custom fabrication. No. Okay. <laughs> so like I said, all the checks in the box, right? At least what I thought. Um, so I submitted all of that information to my JST. So like your MTS, your CPI, like all that stuff. I just gave them all the certificates. I'm like, hey, 
Like, can you put these in my JST? Because then when you apply to the school, they're only going to take your JST. They're not going to take anything else. Like they look at that. They look at what, okay. So give me an example of a program that you would like to go into. Give me a career path or a um, degree path. Network admin, probably. Network admin. Okay. So they're going to take basic, your boot camp stuff. Cause you did like computer, like CBTs, computer-based trainings and stuff like that. Okay. They're going to take lower level credits for that. And they're going to give you a bunch of elective credits. You'll probably max out your electives, which is about 30 ish credits. Okay. That's not bad. That's half of your AA. Yeah. That's not bad. So all I had to take was one math class, two science classes, an English class and like one other class and I was done. Okay. Cybersecurity uh, through American military university does not have an associates program. So I was bachelor or nothing. Like there was no AA, no AS. Okay. So that's also what you got to look at when you look at these programs is, is there an AA or an AS associated within your path? Cause if so, that's pretty cool. If not, then you just have to do 120, you know, whatever credits. Nope. <laughs> Minor street BA. So, okay. Yep. So the full thing. <laughs> Yeah. So it, which is kind of like daunting at first. Cause you're like, dude, that's so many, but you just got to break it up in your mind. I'm going to take all my general education classes, my math, my English, which I'm going to tell you right now, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying type thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Quizlet, you got a course hero. You got all these great resources online that people have done the, the legwork of trying to figure it all out. And, and there's like guides that help you through college and you know, if you're just bored one day and you're like, I'm going to sit down and read this. Somebody fucking wrote a, like a, a step-by-step on how to efficiently pass your classes. Like if you're not a person who actively is like, oh, I'm going to, I, I got to get every assignment done. Like as soon as it gets released with a due date on it, but they're like, all right, if you're a procrastinator, this is, you know, the best way to do it and still maintain high grades. I graduated at 3.0 because two or three of my classes I was in the middle of taking, and then I found out I was going to get a divorce. <laughs> and then my motivation to uh, do anything just kind of went away. So I ended up getting like pretty low grades in those classes, which brought my whole GPA down. Like it was like a 3.7, something like 3.6, 3.7. Like the whole time I was going to college, like those two or three classes just bombshelled my entire whatever. But I was still able to get a 3.0. Yeah, but I mean, this this goes back to like full circle. I mean, like you think about in the military, like how much times that we've had downtime and one of our officers would come like, hey, we're not doing anything. Do you guys want to go to like a school? If they would have like mentioned like, hey, these classes will have like college credits added. So I feel like I would have been like more entertained to the idea of actually going to like these classes or the schools that we got assigned to, but they don't provide that information. I feel like, yeah. So I think that the culture of it makes it that it can't be right because who generally you have, like we were talking about earlier, you have an NC, you have your naval, you know, your career counselor who's the only one pushing this information, you know what I mean? And it's one against 300. And unfortunately, there's a lot of other people who are like, you don't have time to take school, you know, as many, like as, as much as there's people helping you, there's also people that aren't, there's a majority more that aren't, that are just concerned with, you know, get the job done. You're here for a job. You're here for a job. Get the job done. Don't waste your time on anything else. You can do whatever you want outside of it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Just one person voicing out this information if they're good and if they care or you know what i mean if they're having a bad day you might not hear anything so the problem is it's, it's just not it's not a widely accepted thought process everybody feels like if you tell someone you're getting out 
Did they feel like you're abandoning them? Yeah, they kind of just write you off. Right. Like, well, then I'm not going to help you anymore. So, But the worst part about them writing you off is they are... Okay, not everyone. They're very select few. I was very involved in this. Like, I was, I was very like adamant about looking after people that worked you know for me or whatever but right so many people do not want to see you succeed i think it's more people just don't want to see you doing better than them that's what i'm saying yeah they don't want to see you succeed if they're in a position of power i'm talking like e6s who have been there for a little while who you know they don't want you to put on e6 they don't want you to get a degree they don't want you to outshine and that happens in the same community e5 to e i saw it a lot like you'd go on the mess decks and you'd see the grinders right studying on the mestex or whatever and like people would talk shit you're like why what do you care what are you doing it's because we ridicule intelligence and that's just in general <laughs> true it's everywhere we belittle intelligence real quick so dotty my baby mama just text me about the school stuff so she said the benefit that gives you the extra 12 months is called chapter 31. So I thought it was called vocational rehab, but it's not. Uh, it's called chapter 31. It's for those who are, it used to be 30%, it's 10% now or more for service-connected disabilities. So you're eligible for it if you are 10% service-connected or greater. It gives you an extra 12 months. It gives you book stipends and it gives you, I think, a free laptop. I'm not too sure about that one. She said, but you have to apply and essentially transfer the GI Bill to that. So you go from like chapter 33 to chapter 31. So you transfer the whole GI Bill into that. So it gives you 48 months instead of 36. Okay. All right. She said it's different in the sense that it helps you pay for stuff and also is big on your health portion, like doctor's appointments, mental health. Like they actually meet with you. She said, my counselors were like ghosts, but when they saw that I got taken care of shit. So she was saying that like, her counselors never came around once they realized that like she was like handling her business or whatever. That's what she said. She said uh, she knows people who had like terrible experiences. Like there were some times where she just couldn't get a hold of anybody at all. She said navigating the system though, like the whole VA education system is insane. It, there's just so much stuff there. And like, if you don't know what you're looking for, you're going to look over it like three or four times. So chapter 31, that's where we're at. Sorry to jump back to that topic. No, no, no. That's, that's good. That's freaking good and good information to know. So. Yeah, all that stuff is on va.gov, but that's all in pamphlets. Chapter 31, if you Google that, you can type or you can look up somebody's Wikipedia probably about it and get more information than what the VA is going to give you. Speaking about the VA, have I know you guys are still doing your appointments, but just a heads up, and I'm not sure if this is for all VAs out there around the world, but if you need to see like medical constantly, you may want to think about getting your own personal med plan too, because I'm looking at scheduled visits like once every five to six months out. And if you miss that appointment, you're like looking for another six months. Doesn't matter how important it is. So you really need to, when you go to the VA, stress the amount of time seen and schedule as many appointments as you can in advance. Doesn't mean you need to use those appointments just in case something that does come up, you'll have a slot because it's murder out there. Is it just backlogs? There's not enough people? Speaking about the backlogging is there's like, I don't even know the number. I'm just going to make this one, but it can't be far off. There's like probably over like 300,000 VA claims from the COVID that got pushed back that people couldn't go into hospitals or see their appointments. Still waiting yeah. to even get appointments. I was one of the lucky ones that only waited about a year, but I know people that are going on two years waiting. 
That's insane. Yeah. I know for the reserves, when you first join the reserves, before you get picked up from them, like if you're transitioning from active duty, there is a five to seven week period where you have no medical. Like you do, you're covered, but you're not seen in TRICARE's system because you haven't been released from active duty yet. So when you go to your medical appointments, you pretty much have to say, hey, I have TRICARE, but bill me later because you won't come up in the system. But once you do get picked up by the reserves, then you can apply for whatever you want. So I'm applying for Reserve Select, right? That's just a TRICARE program. But you get 180 days of free active duty level TRICARE coverage, right? So like whatever you had like during active duty. It's 180 days and it's retroactive to the day that you got out of active duty. So it, it like, you don't have to do anything. It just starts. It's called TAMP, T-A-M-P. And then... uh in that 180 day time period, you have to go into TRICARE and you have to actually tell them what medical coverage you want. And it's only like $135 a month. Oh, it's not bad. No, it's definitely a lot cheaper than some of the med plans out there. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're limited by a lot of factors, but I would rather pay that. But I think that's just medical. I think you still have to cover dental and vision. Yeah, but you have something at least, you know? Yeah. Like I got sick like a month ago, I want to say. And like, as soon as I got sick, it was two days after my contract ended. Oh yeah, it was about two months ago. It was like two days after my contract ended. And I'm like, dude, I don't think I have coverage. <laughs> I don't have any medical coverage. And I went on TRICARE, sure shit, not eligible for coverage. I went, mm, I pray that this goes away quick. I got a fever, had a runny nose. I didn't have COVID. I went and got a COVID test, but it was just bad. It was like, I think it was from like drinking all weekend. That, you know, probably didn't help. Yeah, me and Ralph, who was on last week, uh, we walked around downtown uh, Bayshore, and um, I think it was like 40 degrees outside, and we had like a hoodie on. Like, that was it. You two in your cold climates. Do you guys still drink heavy? No. 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 I actually no. <laughs> quit drinking. Altogether? Yeah. Not like out of like, I solemnly swear I can't drink again. I just like, one day I was just like, eh, I'm good, and then just never drank. I only drink like socially now. Like I have liquor. If I'm playing a game or something, like I'll pour myself a glass, but I don't think I could drink the way we used to drink and live. Yeah. It's crazy when you're not trying to drown out crippling depression and stress, <laughs> your body doesn't want alcohol. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Uh, I just did it with porn. <laughs> it's a, I took the addiction, just switched it onto something else. Yeah. Endorphins. Is that what it's called? Stupid. <laughs> or dwarfs i can't oh remember. my god uh, no uh, <laughs> no i uh i don't drink as much i do drink yeah like you socially but in terms of just like every now and then i'll come home i'll crack a you know something open like a beer or a white claw or whatever i have in the fridge like if it's just been like you know a 10 12 hour work day i'll just like come home and just relax and wine that way but like i won't booze right i won't crack open like a bottle of tequila and be like we're getting fucking lit let's go like that doesn't happen if we're at like a party party and my whole intention is like, dude, I'm going to get fucked up and we're going to have a good time. That's a different situation, but that's rare. I used to drink every day coming from the ship home, coming from instructor duty, coming from, you know, wherever. Every day that I wasn't like standing watch, I used to automatically like during my routine, come home and pour myself a drink. Like, yeah, it's that bad. Yep. Jack and Coke, killing yeah. fits. Just, yeah. Yep. It was like every day. It was insane. I think I drank more playing video games with you guys on Twitch when we were all streaming on Twitch. 
Oh yeah, if you guys aren't subscribed, go to Final Chance uh, Twitch. Hey, uh, are hey. you still streaming on Twitch? I am, but I'm trying to get the whole school thing set up right now, so that's kind of taking priority right now. So, got it. That's fair. Everybody that was streaming kind of just stopped. Like it was just like, all right, we're moving on to something else. Everyone kind of had like adult. Like it comes back to again. You had to learn how to be an adult again. Yeah. You know, you had to set your priorities straight on what you can and can't do, and that's really what it is. I mean, we still get on from time to time. Yeah, every now and then. And then, oh God, what happened? So Chris and Ellie met through the community, through the, the streaming community, through Roman's group. Yeah. They're in Denmark, aren't they? They're in Sweden, somewhere in Sweden. Sweden, Sweden. Yeah. So they're now engaged. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. They, uh, I saw it on Facebook. Dude, how crazy is that fucking story? Two random strangers met in another stranger's Twitch chat and are now engaged. Yeah. Across That's insane. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. 10 out of 10. You know, congratulations to them. I'm not sure about moving all the way over there, but. I know. mean, <laughs> Sweden sounds cold. Uh. <laughs> Dude, I think I'm cold in Texas right now. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. You guys are in for it this weekend. Yeah, we got the frost warning again. It's been so far this week and a half. I've had people in the pool at noon when it's 78 and then it's sleeting at night. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only for like January, February months. Then once March hits, it'll go back to its normal like 75, 80 degrees. My aunt, my mom's sister, uh, youngest sister, just moved to Texas. Like I would say last year, they bought a house in Texas and they're from the Bay Area, California. San Francisco, Fremont. Actually, they're from Fremont, California. And now they live in Texas. <laughs> they just up and moved everything and just, okay, see ya. How far are you from, was it Azel, Azel, A-Z-L-E? I didn't even know that was a place in Texas. That's, the, uh, that's a place? That- <laughs> I guess. I might have to look this up. I want to say it's close to Dallas-Fort Worth. I have no idea what it's around. Oh, yeah, look at that. That is a place. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Barstow. <laughs> like what? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Barstow. That's a place. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's by it's by Fort Worth in Dallas. So okay, so was that a couple hours from you. Four hours south of that. Okay, so you're in the same weather window, basically. Yeah, it's crazy though because like some of our weather we get down here misses us completely and goes miles, hundreds of miles north to Dallas Fort Worth area. So yeah. you would figure I'm close enough south. That I wouldn't see snow. But for the past three years, I've seen snow on my ground. It's completely shut down Texas. It's perfect. It's crazy. And to be completely honest with it, I'm sick of it. <laughs> for being 100%, fuck this place. I'm ready to leave. <laughs> I was telling Roman before before we started this. If we get a freeze warning again where I lose power, I'm getting in my car and I'm <laughs> driving east. I'm gone. Dude, I got a spot for you, man. It's a little cold here. You're you're colder than me. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's colder there. You probably have snow outside right now. Listen, I don't want to talk about it. But <laughs> Wait, hold on. Do you have snow outside right now? I do. Oh no! <laughs> right outside, uh, right outside my window. Um, no, so they had a twelve foot wall of snow at work yesterday, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> sounds miserable. Yeah, but that it, sounds miss me with all of that. <laughs> it's 45 and rainy, so it's pretty warm. That's not warm. That's a, Do you not understand? That's a problem that you think that's warm? It was, it's been 14, 15 degrees. And one day it was eight feels like one. You've been <laughs> spoiled. You've been spoiled with your California weather, Roman. Dude, 
I'm cold. I know. I'm just about to go turn my heater on right now. I'm just cold listening to this. <laughs> Hold on. This is two shit talkers who both lived in Hawaii. Fuck both of you. First of all, Hawaii is like its own reality. Okay. Hawaii was 10 out of 10. It's beautiful. Yeah. So reunion? The heat? Not so much. I could do with a little bit less heat. Oh, I love the heat. Spring or fall? When are we going? I'll be fall. I'm free. Which one is tropical season? Tropical rainstorms? Is that a fall? Oh, I have no clue. I forgot about those. I'll go whatever season. It's not that. (laughs) I want to say spring is nice because it's chilly, but not bad. Yeah. When do people not visit Hawaii? Let's go then. Winter. Winter. Yeah. Winter? No. Dude, so no. many people go to Hawaii in winter. I'm not going to lie. I remember when I was younger, my family went there for Thanksgiving just to get away from the cold in New Jersey. Okay, yeah. so Tell me you're rich, buddy. Not me. First of all, my grandparents, definitely. Ballers. I remember asking for money and my grandmother looked at me like I had three heads. Oh, my. <laughs> I was like, Grandma, please? She's like, there's an apple tree out back. <laughs> I worked for my money. You can go to the corner and get a job. And she left me there. I was like, God damn, that's rude. Damn, how old are you? Like four? Five. I'm going to hate to admit this. This is like my second year in the military. I needed help paying bills. (laughs) I was going to say, we were were all there. Yeah. 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 We were. Yeah. I remember we hit San Fran. I called my brother. I was like, dude, I don't have any money. Like I owe more money than I have. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It took me the 10 years of service just to get out of debt. I'm pretty sure. Because I racked up so much in the beginning because I was dumb with like credit cards and stuff when I first joined. Yeah. I just thought it was, you know, an infinite sum of money that I could just swipe away. Right. They don't do that enough. No, they don't. And then I got stuck in that pit hall of paying minimum payments for years. And it just racked up and racked up and horrible. I'm not going to lie. I'm still sitting right around there. Your boy is debt free. It'll be like four months next month. So I need like a solid year to kind of get my feet under me, but I'll be fine. This is why this is why I'm so excited to go to college because I'm getting paid to go to school pretty much and I'm all putting it in a savings account. Smart. Yeah. That's smart. The VA's helping you too though, right? With your I mean, I would diversify it a little more, but yeah, you gotta you, diver- diversify your funds. Diversify your portfolio. Yeah. I mean, I have health issues. I'm one of the lucky people that did get a hundred percent uh permanent in total from the VA, so that's nice. Yeah. And I'm single, so I don't have to do anything with kids or family. So a lot of it is going to like Roth IRA and stuff like that for retirement. So smart, smart. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. It's been a fun adventure and uh cop. We're going to bring you back, man. We got some more shit to talk about. Hey man, I, I appreciate you guys having me and it's good to catch up with you guys again. Absolutely. Roman, thanks for coming back. It's always a pleasure. Yes. Yes, yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, definitely look forward to doing this again sometime. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for stopping by. Hope you enjoyed this episode and hope to see you at the next one. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Keep It Moving podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at keepitmoving underscore podcast to keep up with the latest topics.